Welcome to the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. A Southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. We're here. Jason's here. What's going on? Am I? Am I here? Well, we're kind of like half here. <laughs> we just, I don't we know just we wanted Because <laughs> he can be too tired to finish. I'm, you know when you're tired and you're like slap happy? I, we just yeah. finished our... Delusional. We just finished our recording with our friends and I started losing it. I just started losing my marbles. So I'm going to try to be professional, at least give you a couple minutes of like, you know, professional podcasting. Or do, we can we start ourselves professional i mean what is a professional podcaster it's not us I mean, it's not us apparently not when i just laughed through like the last 15 minutes of interview what's what's going on with you man well, what's what's shaking in north dakota uh well you know boring mother talk you know winter's probably here but um now this by the time you guys hear this it could be like three weeks or a month from now when we're recording but uh whiskey myers has just announced today they're doing a, a tour 2023, the Rival Sons, uh, Giovanni and the Hired Guns, who I'm not sure I've heard, but and the Weathered Souls, who are really good. So yeah, well, uh, Rival Sons and the Weathered Souls yeah. are both really good. I would, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to see that tour if they come yeah. close. So looking at a couple dates to try to make one of these shows, but that sounds like a great show. Um, I think that's my news. That is your news. That is your news. Um, well, I think we can just go into our podcast guests this week. We have. A two returners, or they'd be over there going, I know, right? Stretch it out. Well, this is a it's going to be a long podcast interview just because I couldn't get myself together through it. Um, you know, we did this is what number 120 something, so I think it's okay to it's okay to have a mental breakdown after 120 podcasts, right? That makes it more amusing, but our our guests are returners uh they were on january um february ish when their album into the red came out and they have a bunch of new tracks and videos out here brian and that's why they came on to talk to us yeah lacy lacy and jason from bourbon house are back with us again talking about these singles and uh we get to talk about everything to do with this it was just this great natural conversation we're in a coffee shop we're in a bar that's what we always aim for you know, talking about Blue Magic and and Hyro Gypsy and Resonate and Out for Blood. There you go, Out for Blood. Well, you know what? It's funny. The last two tracks have definitely been more jazzy, uh, folky inspired with Hyro Gypsy and then uh, Blue Magic. And they are wonderful. I'm super impressed um, by a little bit of this change up they've thrown us and you hear us talk a little bit about it later on but it's like you can see some transitional type of music stylings going on and you know I said this is almost like they're going to be their Led Zeppelin 3 album because you've got a mix of the you know the heavy the light the acoustic and I, it's super impressive I cannot wait to hear uh, this full record that's coming out what next January February yeah and you'll hear me gush about that like the diversity and the growth it's just like holy crap like yeah very impressive like you say and uh just you know you guys uh just kick back and relax as we always tell you do whatever you want eat lucky charms but uh eat the marshmallows last marshmallows last (laughs) 
while you're listening to our conversation with Jason and Lacey from Bourbon House. segment of the podcast and Jason's going to introduce our guest as he always does such a great job doing. I think he just <laughs> jinxed me. Well, listen, I should at least get one of these names right because it's my name. So returning <laughs> to the show, two of our favorite people from our definite favorite rock band out of Wisconsin. We've got Jason and Lacey from Bourbon House. How are you two doing? Hi, we're Hi. good. I'm great. See, I didn't screw up the name when it's my own. I can pronounce yeah. that without a problem. And I think I said Lacey correct. Yeah. Latte. <laughs> you just say something super. Look, yeah, La Lacey. Lacay. Yeah. Is that where you guys are at, right? No, but we're in Wisconsin. So oh. close enough. That's okay. also Wisconsin. That's why I said Wisconsin. You know, I yeah. get the whole state to work with. Yeah, the yeah. secret underground location somewhere yeah. in Wisconsin. The We're Bourbon I, Cave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are calling us from the Bourbon Cave. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, it's great to have you guys back on the show. Um, I know you guys have been done a lot. We had you back on in January. Into the Red had just come out, January, February. <laughs> great record. You guys <laughs> have been super busy with a lot of stuff we'll get into. But before we find out what's going on with you guys and all the good music and things that are coming your way, we try to make it work to have you guys on the Halloween podcast. Because, right, who else, who better to have on the Halloween podcast with Ace Von Johnson is two, is our two former horror writers and horror movie fans. We couldn't make it work. So we're going to go back and let you guys talk to us a little bit about some of your favorite horror rock songs. What do you think, Brian? Let's do it. Okay, that's just fun. because I was so excited to have you guys on just because I know you love horror. So I didn't want to lose sight of this. All right. Ladies yeah. first. Lacey, give us first selection. Yeah, I don't know if mine are going to be good, um, <laughs> but we, we shall see. Um, OK, so my first one actually kind of goes with um, something that I posted on Twitter the other day. And I, I know that you saw it. One of you saw it. Maybe both you did. I don't know. Um, on TikTok, a video came up of Corey Feldman and he was singing um, Cry Little Sister and he was just performing in front of like not not very many people, which would just be I would be fangirling for sure because I love the Lost Boys so much. Um, but I didn't choose that song. I chose People Are Strange from The Doors. Oh, nice. What so we'll keep the Lost Boy connection because there yeah. is a cover of that song on the soundtrack to the Lost Boys. Yes. Yeah. And a pretty good I'm, cover. It is a good cover. I think it's a good cover. Um, I don't know. That's kind of the only thing I have to say about it, I guess. It's uh <laughs> it's a song about strange people, which is creepy. <laughs> and it reminds and? me of that movie. And it reminds you of the movie. And so yeah. when we did the Halloween countdown, I actually chose Cry Little Sister, 
You did? But yeah. the LA Guns version because they they put out a cover record years ago and that was on there and I chose that. Awesome. Check See it out. That. It's a really good version. It's not Corey Feldman singing it, you know, the guy that was in the movie, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's okay, you know, it's not bad. <laughs> I will check it out. All right, Jason, what is your first choice? Um, I don't really remember my list, but I'm going, I remember. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to read it to you? <laughs> I'm going to say Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because um, I remember the first time I saw it, I was pretty young and I was scared of it. Mm-hmm. And the they played things. it really late at night. It might have been midnight or something, you know, and they made it a really big event. They're like, don't miss out on the, you know, world premiere of the new Michael Jackson video. And I'm like, oh, I want to stay up and see that. And my parents are like, okay, whatever, you know. So I stayed up and I saw it and I was like, I wish I hadn't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's such but, a good video. Yeah, it's, it's so a, good. So much great choreography. Of course, it's a great song. It's Michael and it's, uh, you know, all the, the creepy talking at the end and all the vague imagery. And I don't even know what he's talking about. All I know is something scary is happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as a kid, it scared me. So that was my pick. Just because you mentioned that song, I'm going to just give a quick plug to another band. You probably saw me post this, but Mojo Thunder did a cover of that thriller. And it's really a thriller? Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That's Very something cool. To check out. Yeah, absolutely. They try to dance and stuff in the video as well. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Thriller's a great choice, right? Very theatrical. You've got the zombies. you got Michael Jackson turning into a werewolf inexpli- yep. inexplicably in it. And the great <laughs> Vincent Price narration. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can't go wrong there. You can't Such go wrong a cool there. voice. Yeah, for but, sure. And Jason, I have your list pulled up just in case you need my assistance. Because <laughs> okay. I do have it. And Thriller <laughs> <on> it. <laughs> All right, Lacey, give us your second pick. Um, I chose Helter Skelter. Oh, nice. Which version? The Beatles. Okay. Because there's like uh, a million versions of that, right? Motley Crue, Beatles. Yeah. No, Air we, we got to do, uh, we got to do the original. Okay. For sure. Um, that's a great song, but it was ruined by the Manson family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's right. It is a little bit of a freaky <laughs> song. It's a heavy song for the Beatles to do. And yeah. so what is the, what is the background? So I know the Helter Skelter was a thing like the, was it a, a book or something like What did that mean to Hel- the Mansons? Like the Helter Skelter thing? So Helter Skelter for the Beatles, apparently it was just like, so it basically means like chaos. Um, yeah. So they just wanted to do a loud kind of crazy song and Helter Skelter also is the name of an amusement ride. So that's the slide, mm-hmm. you know, that they're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. So it's actually like fairly innocent. Helter Skelter for the Manson family was like this weird, twisted, like Charles Manson was like, the Beatles are sending us a code message with this song and it's about a race war. And I don't know. He's a crazy person, obviously. But yeah, so we kind of, kind of ruined it for them and they didn't play it live for a really long time because of it too you know when i was growing up brian and i were growing up charles manson was a big deal freaky they still have prison interviews with him every once in a while he like drew swastikas (laughs) in his face and like the ultimate boogeyman Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. i have i just made a um a cover cover art for our next single that's going to be coming out that has like a 
kind of a jail, kind of a jail-y song theme. Anyway, I just, I made the cover art because I thought the photo of me looked like a Manson girl. <laughs> there you go. So it's a Manson girl cover art. Nah, for the next Are you dressing like 60s clothing? I just, just the way my hair is and what's, I don't know, the composition of it just looks like it. We'll be looking forward Guns to that for sure. Guns covered one of Charlie's songs, right? On the spaghetti incident? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, shit. Which one was An that? An actual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was a failed music artist, right? Like, he yeah. was a, a, folk, a folk artist or something? Hung out with yeah. Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys. <laughs> that explains a lot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on we'll, we'll, we'll get out of we'll get out of this serial killer here and we'll go to jason yeah. what is your second yeah. choice okay my second choice was i love the dead by alice cooper mm -hmm. um i think i got into alice cooper based on the recommendation of someone at my church there was this Makes guy sense. who played yeah, there was a guy Makes at my sense. church growing up. He played guitar, and you know, I want to go to your church, man. My church yeah, was he, never you that know, cool. He had long hair, and he looked really cool, and you know, uh, he wasn't real church-like, you know. And he also taught like the the confirmation classes and stuff. So he would always, and he was into all kinds of rock and roll. So a lot of times we would just sit around talking about Led Zeppelin and stuff instead of the Bible. And he used to be a big uh alice cooper fan so he would say oh if you guys aren't into alice cooper you should really get into alice cooper you know so um one day i found an alice cooper cd or something and i just bought it without really knowing what i was getting into and uh and then i'm hearing songs about um you know necrophilia and stuff <laughs> so always a light topic that should be talked about <laughs> with somebody teaching you stuff at church <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so I like, uh, you know, really got into it. I really liked it and I bought all of his albums and I was I became a really big Alice Cooper fan for years after that. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Uh, yeah, you know, and Alice Cooper does have a love for Mil Milwaukee. If you've ever seen Wayne's World. And uh, Milwaukee. <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, it would be very understandable for people from the great state of Wisconsin would love Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's from Detroit anyway, so he's kind of our next door neighbor. So yeah, you you can you can you know you guys can claim him. Um, <laughs> you, you know, a song about necrophilia really beats in the title. I love the dead. I mean, like you really love the dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's sort of a sister song to that called Cold Ethel. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. Man. but another girl that he keeps in the freezer. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are doing is even better than i expected at this I, yeah i mean we might have to get you back for the proper halloween um episode because these are pretty terrifying all right mm -hmm. Lacey, let's go let's go to your third choice he, he's better at it at being terrifying i guess <laughs> um my third choice is white rabbit um from jefferson, jefferson airplane, airplane. yeah yeah, um, I remember watching just like the cartoon version of Alice in Wonderland as a kid and being pretty terrified of a lot of things that were happening. You know, the obviously like the caterpillar and the cat mm -hmm. with the huge mouth and mm -hmm. uh, the queens chopping people's heads off and shit. <laughs> you know, it's a it's very family friendly as well. Hey, kids, go watch this drug induced psychotic yes. cartoon. Yeah. yeah. 
and that's you know why it was written and what it's about you know about parents just like and a lot of a lot of those like old movies and old tales had things like that like hidden little oh yeah wizard of drug eyes. messages mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so that's well i mean of- listen Wizard of Oz matches up perfectly with Dark Side of the Moon. We've all done that, right? You play Dark yeah, Side yeah. of the Moon while you're watching Wizard. Mm-hmm. So Disney movies, mm-hmm. terrifying. Every single one of them. There's yeah, it's orphans, true. dead parents, dead animals. Yeah. Horror. These are kids' movies. They're, they're scarier than like some modern-day horror movies. Yep. Oh, yeah. I remember crying my ass off when Mufasa dies. Oh, well, have you guys ever seen The Fox and the Hound? That's a a completely yes, that's a terrible movie. It's terrible. Terrible Bambi's terrible, they're all terrible. Mm -hmm. Those old ones are pretty brutal. Yeah, Bambi, the you know, I don't know how you get through the first few scenes of that. Yeah, parents are getting run down by hunters and shot and stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. now, scariest kids' movie that's not meant to be scary. Do you guys have one? Kids movie so that's a kids meant. movie that's scary, but wasn't really supposed to be scary. I've got something in my mind. We're talking about Disney. I know it's streaming on Disney right now, and oh. I, I want to hear what, if you guys have something that comes to mind. Huh. I want to know what you're. What's happening? What are you talking? <laughs> about? <laughs> I don't. I. I mean, Brian. I, I. I. Well, I'll let you guys finish this. I don't have a point about this, but I, I have a point. Yeah. Let me get back to White Rabbit. Okay. Okay. Should I go there? You go. No. Well, I just think that's a good choice because the way they play that song is, it does sound kind of creepy and the way Grace Lick yeah. sings it is kind of like that. And mm-hmm. I always thought that would be a good song to be made heavier to be covered by a band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hear you. Wait a minute. Is that a hint? Heard, heard. We've done that song a bunch of times. We've yeah, we've done it acoustic actually. Um, really? Very, yeah. Yeah, we played it with fun. probably the first lineup of the electric band, the full band as well. Mm-hmm. We put a solo in there because mm-hmm. it's actually a really short song. It's yeah. only like two minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we elongated it, and um, it's pretty fun. It's a fun song. I like it. So next year, Halloween special, Brian, Bourbon House, we're going to go over selections of songs and, and maybe a couple of live acoustic versions of something. Ooh. And we have to dress up. And we have to dress up. Yes, our <laughs> Halloween costumes. All right. My pick on kids movie that's scary, that's not supposed to be, Return to Oz. You ever see that one? No. You've never seen Perusa Balk when she's like 10 years old as the star of this movie, playing Dorothy. It is terrifying. Absolutely. Jason, have you seen it? I think I have. Is that from the 90s? Late 80s ish, maybe close to 90. Yeah, it's been a while. Return to us. Yeah, I've heard it and I probably watched it at the time. I don't know. If you have Disney streaming or have friends or that would gladly share their song right um, now, yeah, it's Return to Oz. Watch it; it might give you inspiration for writing another song. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lacey, you stayed in the '60s with your choices. That's three songs yeah. from the '60s, I believe, right? Huh. you are correct. I guess. I mean, I would have chosen Thriller; would definitely be one of my choices. Um, you know, maybe a little Feed My Frankenstein because Wayne's World as well. Wayne's yeah. World is like my favorite movie, by the way. 
It's a great movie. <laughs> great so, movie. Yeah. Still holds yeah. up. It does. Um, there's also some, I don't know if you've watched any, if you guys have watched any of the Rob Zombie movies. They're mm-hmm. like kind of campy. Um, he has, he always has really good soundtracks though, actually on his songs. And he writes, uh, he writes a song for, for each of them that are actually not too bad. Like they're pretty good. They got, uh, some slide guitar and yeah, I could have chosen some Rob Zombie songs for sure. Well, next year we'll do some more modern. We'll get well, you, your challenge will be the modern songs. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Jason, give us your third choice. All right. I chose, I went up to the nineties on this one. Sweet dreams by Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah. Just because he's such a scary guy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when he first came out, you know, he was terrifying. Yep. Right. Know, that's the point. Uh, every time I saw him, <laughs> that's the point. all I could think of is what the fuck yeah even <laughs> even like the the uh the cover art like i'd go to target and i'd see that you know i don't want to see him with no gender he's naked but there's no fucking dick he's very smooth we'll call him very smooth very smooth is that the beautiful smooth. people video i think that you're talking about and he's They're wearing both, the like yeah like all of yeah, the videos scary. are um pretty scary mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember in college when he started getting big, he had a show in Dayton, Ohio. I was going to college in Dayton. That was either on or around Halloween. And the one of my a couple of my friends wanted to go because the rumor had it there was going to be like a mass suicide event going on that was going to be led yeah. by Marilyn Manson. I'm like, and if you're a reasonable person, <laughs> and I, I was only slightly reasonable in college, I'm like, why would you just like kill off all your fans and stuff like what's the point really what's the point of that (laughs) yeah what are you gonna do from now on there was a lot of um, a lot of lore and rumors lots yeah his like the removal of his rib cage i remember so yes yes yeah yeah i think a lot of rumors (laughs) he just came up with just to help secure a legacy and you know for publicity all the shock value yeah it's all part of Rock, rock. I mean, he took what Alice Cooper did and just elevated everything. Absolutely. Like taking the visuals and the theatrics and, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, making heavy music to go along with it. No, I think those are those are all excellent choices. You know, um, imagery from Sweet Dreams and All House and Chainsaw, super great. Uh, mm-hmm. Thriller. I think Thriller might be the all time champ of like if you pick Halloween horror or horror Absolutely. song just because you have everything right. They made a movie like, it, you know, like Jason yeah. said, MTV was like a big premiere, like a movie premiere. Mm-hmm. It was weird, though, because it came out right before Christmas, you know, like <laughs> if they if they could have timed it out and released it, maybe, you know, two weeks before Halloween, it would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Chance. Come on, Michael yeah. Jackson. What do you. <laughs> um. <laughs> Go ahead. I had a point, but I forgot it. No. Okay. What? Who? Who's talking now? I thought you. I thought one of you talked. No. I don't okay. know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, w- before we move on, one last thing before we move on from the Halloween choice. And by the way, those were excellent choices. Thank you guys so much. I, Thank you. We're very sad we couldn't have you guys on with Ace, but we'll figure something out. Have you seen or heard the Indian thriller song in video? No. What? No. No. <laughs> what that's a thing it's a thing so 
So you know how India, Indian artists like to borrow a lot of Western culture and, and everything. Like there's Indian Superman movies, Indian. There's an artist who did his version of Indian thriller. And Brian, I, I sent you that link, didn't I? To see that? I haven't After, seen it, no. All right. I'll send you guys the link through the through the okay. chat. But um, just watch. Is it is it good or is it funny? Is it both? <laughs> it's entertaining. It's it's so bad it's good. Sure. Okay. That's all you of know, those. Um, my favorite movies are that. So, you know. <laughs> so, so bad, bad they're good. good. Like yeah. Wayne's World is not so bad it's good. It's just good. It's good. just so, good. It's just so good. what movies are so bad too. they're good. Yeah, what I'm talking it? about like the you know the cheesy slasher, uh, you know, kind of Evil Dead. Yes, Evil, Evil Dead, Dead Two is uh, the best one. Night of the Living Dead. And uh, some of them are like, okay, this isn't scary, but I can't so stop can't, watching. I don't it. know. I like the the campiness of them. And yeah, even yeah. the Chucky movies. You know, some <laughs> What's Ghoulies. You remember Ghoulies? <laughs> Killer Clown. You know what this is? Killer Clowns from Outer Space, yeah. Yeah, we actually just watched that pretty recently. I think. Yeah. It's a good one to turn on. out on that, because I've never seen that. You need it's to watch horrible. it. It's horrible. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but the best at the same time. Yeah, all the best. And the soundtrack is great. The Dickies do the soundtrack. So, yeah, absolutely. Nice. <laughs> Nothing on there from the Insane Clown Posse? Wouldn't that be? No, I think this was pre-Insane Clown Posse. It was like 1988. Okay. The Juggalos. So. <laughs> all right. We're done with Halloween. Halloween's over. <laughs> Thank you guys for catching up with us on the yes. Halloween stuff. All right. I will toss it over for De Brian to the serious questions because I'm not good at that stuff. Oh, I mean, I just, I have the hugest compliment for you guys because the growth is so incredible. I mean, your music up to this point has been great too. And it, it has been like, I think more of a hard rock kind of sound. All of a sudden you're just organic and uh, kind of mm. blues rock and like just you know blue magic is like kind of dreamy and and yeah. you know it's it's so incredible i just i can't i'd say enough so you know nice job thank you thank you Thanks. we like writing songs i mean we don't we just want to write a good song that's the goal so yeah the fun of all this for me is just to do new things and things i haven't done before you know when we're working on a song and i'm like oh here we go with another blues rock song you know you know it I'm not having as much fun as when we decided to we decided to write a song that's like let's try to write a song like seeing things by the Black Crows, you know, or let's yeah. try to write a song like in one of those old Sam Cooke songs. It'd be great, you know. That's fun for me when we venture into something we haven't done yet, and mm -hmm. that's what Blue Magic was. It was really just a tribute to, um, you know, Sam Cooke, I guess, Al Green, Otis Redding, Edda James, yeah. No, it's, it's great. And you guys kicked out the video with that right away. And speaking of killer clowns, Jason, you're yeah. wearing your Oded Joker makeup on. What is going on with you in that one? I know. <laughs> I don't know. They is it told sad me. clown? We told like, them to be a sad clown. <laughs> I didn't really want to be in the video. I didn't see anything that I could contribute to the video. And then they started talking about, um, you know, the concept is backstage circus people who don't feel like going out and being entertaining mm -hmm. they don't feel like because you're blue you're sad you're blue because we're blue yeah. there's stuff going on in our there's, lives you must know? be some kind of drama going on with the people who yeah. run the circus and 
you know, I was told that you're the clown in the circus, but you uh, are super sad. Just be a sad clown. So then I just started thinking about it and I'm like, all right, I need balloons and I need <laughs> a, a razor, razor blade, a razor blade, a razor blade <laughs> on the, on the vanities. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. That actually landed like that. Yeah. That was an accident. He threw it and it went. <laughs> wow. We didn't, get, we didn't get that shot though. We just got it when it was in there. <laughs> So you were just given that general outline of that character and then did you just kind of ad lib it or just kind of whatever you mm -hmm. wanted to bring to it or? Yeah, like we, mm -hmm. you know, he knew that he was going to be, um, you know, putting makeup on and like this was his station. He has a vanity. Go for it, basically, is what yeah was going on. And the people that are in the swinging on the loop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're uh, they're just performers in Chicago. They're actually circus performers. Oh, yeah. We so had... maybe have a spin in like the fire and then on the mm -hmm. rings and no kidding. Yeah, yeah. We're like we should have some actual, at least a couple of real circus people. People can do real tricks. <laughs> yeah. Where do you find circus people to be in a video? Do you go on Craigslist and say, "Hey, circus people, we're shooting a music Instagram. video"? I found both of them on Instagram. I think I searched. Circus Chicago. Okay. That's yeah. the new Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> Circus Chicago. But it's better because they put they'll put video and stuff, right? You get to see all the pictures. The, the clips corner. basically the resumes up there for you to right. see and then just shoot them a message and say, hey, you want to be in a video? And uh, most of the time they do. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. We're doing the same thing right now, putting together the new video that's you know, in a couple of weeks we're gonna be shooting one out towards the Twin Cities area. So nice. Well, let, mm -hmm. let's backtrack a little bit real fast because we're like where you're at now and I want to get to where you're at now. So mm -hmm. we got we had you guys on January, February earlier this year. You just had your last album into the red uh, out there record, which is a great album. Very rock blues. Love it. All of a sudden you guys put this record out and there's new singles, new videos. I think four since then. Is, is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you start with Out for Blood. Was that the first way? No, on. Resonate. Resonate. Okay. Super heavy, super bluesy. Do the song, throw a video out. Um, yeah. Then we have Out for Blood comes out, correct? Yeah. Another heavy song. Um, then we have Gypsy or Highway yeah. Gypsy, which yep. is a little bit more 60s style folk rockish mm -hmm. uh, really cool song a video comes out and that was just what a couple weeks ago i mean it hasn't been that long yeah i know <laughs> yeah i know uh we have a we our release schedule is four and a half weeks right now between these songs so okay and then we come to now your newest song so we're recording this on november 11th and that came out in the last week if i'm not mistaken right yep on the fourth Okay, so song and video. So you put a record out. Yeah. All of a sudden, new songs and video. Like, kind of, what is your thought process behind that? Hey, we land a brand new record, but now we've got singles and videos that aren't even on this record. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just, I mean, we want to keep doing something. Um, we just want to keep keep ourselves out there i guess and keep ourselves also on our toes and and doing stuff and creating stuff so like while we were re releasing um you know things from into the red we were recording these songs that you're hearing now and we have 
um, five more, you know, that complete this album. And Ooh, right wait a minute, wait a minute. So we're a new five. record, a new record. Yeah, all of these songs. So Resonate, High Road Gypsy, Out for Blood, Blue Magic, and um, the next one that's going to be coming out. Those are the five singles that are off of the next album, which should be out in January or February. But it's all oh. done. Like everything's done. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes sense. If you're doing like a month and a half between every track and you have nine tracks, that could put you about a year and a year from your last album. Yeah. Yep. Well, when we talked to you last time, we just finished recording these songs, the fourth album. Yeah. Yeah. And these are the now we're right now we're releasing the five singles from the album. And then there's going to be five other tracks mm. that get added, you know, to make a full album, which comes out, um, you know, in, in three months or whatever. Mm hmm. So. So let's talk about your musical evolution with these these four tracks because they're all they're all a little bit different, particularly mm -hmm. leading up to the last two, High Road Gypsy, um, and Blue Magic. So first two very much traditional bourbon house, harder rock, harder blues, and we mm -hmm. go this folk route, and then we go I think this like jazz, blues, mm -hmm. Joss Stone, six another sixties style song like. Is that intentional? And Jason, you were kind of talking a little bit about that, but can you guys expand on that a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was intentional. Um, we we kind of storyboard the whole album, you know, before we even start like a movie song. or like a video, like storyboard the whole. No, we say like, okay, so on the next album, we want ten songs. Five of them are going to be our traditional signature sound, which is blues rock, maybe kind of a little heavier and edgier, right? And that leaves us with five songs where we can kind of experiment. I want one of them to be kind of a 60s, just stone, Otis Redding sort of song. And then I want another one to be kind of a folksy, me and, Bob, me and Bobby McGee kind of song. And then I want yep. another one to be, you know, and this is before we've written anything. You know, and then once we realize what kind of songs we want on the album, we go ahead and try to write them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's how um, every album has been done. And that's how this one was done. So the, the blues rock songs that you have come to expect from us are the songs that weren't really released as singles off this album. Mm -hmm. Well, apart from, I mean, the next one and, you know, like Out for Blood and... Um, you know, resonate really is is pretty uh, blues rocky, although it's a little different for us. Yeah, we just decided to release um, singles that are a little bit unconventional, or mm -hmm. maybe not the songs that you would expect us to release. Mm -hmm. But kind of the edgier blues rock songs that will be still—they're on the album. They're still on the album. Mm -hmm. So, is there at all like a concept or, or a theme at all? Uh, and without, you know, I'm not going to ask you to give it away but is that going to play into the if that is the case at all whether it's intentionally or unintentionally will that play into how you sequence the record hmm i, I think yeah. he's talking about a concept album a little bit not you so much a concept order it's like high road gypsy to me is it's kind of related to blue magic it's in that same kind of like lunar sure. tempo you know right so, so we wouldn't have them back to back Right. You know, they would be, yeah, it, we'd like to do a, kind of a bit of a roller coaster mm. kind of thing. Um, start off with a rocking song for sure. We already know what the sequence is on the next album. Yeah. Okay. I think resonates the first song because it's just kind of start like, with a rocker. Yeah. You know, start with, Always start with a rocker. Yeah. Yeah. The last song is actually going to be an acoustic version of a song from a previous album. 
and that's the secret. So it's the first time we've released an acoustic uh, version. Is it an acoustic song you guys have played live before? Um, like we've you've never done that played... version acoustically live. No. No. Okay. No. Because you released that cool live performance, um, acoustic, a couple months back, and I'm trying Devil to remember the name. This. Yes. Yeah. That was great, man. That actually, I might like that version better than the recorded version. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's the song that we were actually thinking about putting on the next album as a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> well, you know, and I know Brian has a question. I'm going to jump over real fast because I'm going to make a compliment. But when you can, when an artist, a band can break a song down acoustically and it's just as good, if not better, that that's a testament to how good the songwriting actually is. Mm. Thank you. Well, thanks. Yeah. All right, no more compliments. Go ahead, Brian. It's <laughs> like a lot of bands will say they'll be more vague about what songs are about because then that kind of like, you know, you want to give the listener, you know, what whatever you about, that's what you think it's about or whatever. And I always have to quote Lane Staley when on the, the third record the, with the three-legged dog and he goes, the songs were what we were thinking about at the time and whatever you think about it, that's what it was about. So I think maybe just as the listener, I'm kind of like drawing a relation from High Road Gypsy to Blue Magic. Oh. Like, could that be the same character? You know, I mean, so maybe best oh, not to sure. answer, just maybe my just album is you're asking if there's a concept to the album. Not so much but a like concept, if or do, if did the you songs find, really... was, right. did you find like was there any accidental familiar theme? Like, well, is this? Mm. Did you ever think, well, this is a similar character to that song? Or mm. I'm not trying to say no. like, is this a rock opera or anything? But <laughs> no, yeah, no, not at all. Um, okay, cool. We're very much so, I guess, like the other bands that you were talking about, where like each song has its own mm -hmm. personality and its own character. Um, I think, I don't know. I think I would get kind of uh, bored with being the same character mm -hmm. yeah. for an entire album. Mm -hmm. yeah. You do have a couple similar themes. Sure. And... You know, like, let's take the first two singles that you've released post into the red resonate not for blood. Those to me come across as a woman has been wrong and she's out to get back the man or the men that have mm -hmm. treated her poorly. Well, out for blood. Absolutely. But resonates just a fun, um, you know, we're looking for songs that used to make us feel <laughs> and things that used to make us feel um, good. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's a feel-good song for sure. To me, that's what blood. resonate is all about. Is yeah. And, uh, when I think about the lyric in resonate, I just think about uh, about how I spend about five hours a day looking for music I like on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> you know, find one song, something you know. that's been recorded in the last something to five, resonate with you, something that's something been recorded in the last thirty yeah. years that I like, and yeah. uh, you know, and I. 99% of the time, I don't find anything I like. <laughs> um, just I'm trying to find something that resonates with me. Like, yeah. does anybody want to make cool music anymore? Yeah, it's a. it was really like an ode to, you know, like the Stones and, and songs that like have lasted, you know, stood the test of time. Yeah, I, I feel like nobody's even attempting to make songs that are going to resonate with the, the future generations. Mm. You know, I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I will say, Lacey, I want you to answer this question for me. 
what did what did Jason do wrong that inspired you to write out for blood? <laughs> <laughs> and Jason, if you're not safe, blink twice. <laughs> well, I came up with the title and I That's said, true. write a song called Out for Blood. Pretty much how that worked. <laughs> and she's like, how do I do that? And I'm like, just think of a character. Yes who's be feeling vengeful maybe yeah. she's been wronged or you know almost yeah most of our songs are mini novels mm -hmm. you know we used to talk about the characters in our novels and we would share what we're writing with each other especially if we get stuck and we're like well i got this character who's doing this and that and the other thing and i got this other character doing this and we'd explain everything that's happening in the book and they're like now i don't know where to go with this and then the other one would offer a bunch of advice and then we oh thanks a lot I'm unstuck now so then I can go write the next chapter and that's what we used to do for the first few years that we knew each other and then we started mm -hmm. writing songs and Lacey was like well, I've never written a song I don't know what kind of lyrics to write and I said you're just writing a little mini book you're telling a little yeah. story that's all it, but it has to rhyme it needs to, it, <laughs> it needs to at least rhyme sometimes. a little bit yeah. sometimes not always but sometimes sure that's all it is we're just telling a little story you know? yeah well yeah you said it's something interesting about the songwriting process, Jason, and I kind of understand it because you guys have been writers, novelists, right? And now you're now you're artists, musicians on that 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 spectrum. It's almost when you guys are writing songs. To me, it's almost backwards from the traditional way, or kind of how I know it. And what we do it is like normally somebody has a riff, a melody, a lyric or two, and then a song starts being formed from that. You guys actually have, and same thing with your album, a song album you have a concept somewhat of a story mm -hmm. in mind you have a title in mind and yeah. then you work to make a song based on that like it's it's like the reverse of what would yeah. write classic songwriting yeah that's uh how we work i guess we work with um yeah title and or sometimes there is no title um first but it's like vibe you know that's mm. that's kind of where where we start we're just like okay we're writing a song with this vibe and go and sometimes it'll be like and this title as well you know so yeah yeah i love it the concept um like the inspiration for the song is probably the first thing that we have mm -hmm. like right now we're working on a song with the band that's inspired by seeing things by the black crows and we don't have a I think we do have a title mm -hmm. for it, but it used to be the title to a different song that we mm -hmm. put together a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Kind of a heavier song. And we're like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't know. That title works better with this seeing things kind of song. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the concept of what inspired the song kind of comes first. And then we decide, well, what's the tempo need to be? What is the tempo I have to yeah. be? And what time signature should this be in? And what key is most Yeah, we just want to capture, capture the vibe of a song. Yeah you know yeah. i love it. it again it completely makes sense that you guys are writers and i think when you're correct me if i'm wrong or a writer but you have a concept for a story mm -hmm. or a novel and characters <laughs> and whatever and then you know you write your notes this is the character description this is the outline the first yep. act second act there and like but you song write right like that which isn't typical and i love it it yeah. makes so much sense when i'm listening to your songs or i'm watching the videos like conceptually it's really it's really cool you kind of just blew my mind i just pieced that oh, together so. <laughs> yeah it's uh I, everything's planned out and um I, I, <laughs> Who, who's cat because i have a cat and is that you me <laughs> it's ours <Yeah>. okay 
Normally we have dogs bark in this, Brian or my dog. Uh. Dogs bark, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jason, continue. Anyway, I was just going to say a lot of musicians just wait for inspiration to happen and then nothing happens. We yeah. actually plan it out. We actually booked the recording time before we have any songs written, not even a wow. note. It's we very stressful. A, we don't have a single <laughs> no song. Kidding. We don't have a verse. We don't have a riff. We have nothing. And we booked the recording time for recording the album. That's how so, we have so much done, though. That's how you we know, get we, things we done. We just do it. So now we know when the songs need to be done by. So it's time to get out the paper and figure out what kind of songs do you want to write on this album? Well, I want to have four blues rock songs. I want to have a soulful song. I want to have like kind of a psychedelic song. Okay, fine. What are they called? I don't know. <laughs> Let's look at our list of titles. We got 120 titles that I think are pretty cool titles. Let's look through there. Okay, this is a good one. Let's use this one and that one. And then you start to think about what the songs could be about, you know, and then I just try to come up with some cool riffs and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> It's it's I mean, rather it works. It's stressful. really cool. I mean, that's yeah, a hell of a way to write I mean, a song. Yes. Yeah, I don't. It's helter skelter. Yeah, most bands well, don't get much done if you don't plan it that way. And I think a lot of successful bands do plan it that way. We can't be the only ones. <laughs> you work well under pressure because you book time in the studio. That's money, and you don't have anything yeah. ready like that. I mean, that can really cost you guys a lot of money if you're not good to go. Absolutely, but it also. Um, it works for us maybe more than it does for, you know, some other maybe like a little more modern bands um, because we try to do things as authentically as possible. Um, so, you know, we don't necessarily want to go in there with like a rigid like this is how the song goes. Yeah, so it's, it kind of works for us to be a little like um a little panicky and a little looser so that like when we go there and we record um we can we can experiment and kind of see what comes out well how many yeah. takes does it take you guys to figure that out again that's time and the money to be experimenting in a studio the longer you run mm -hmm. through something try something different takes more time so how i mean how many run throughs does it typically take for you guys to get a song it doesn't usually take too it many. It doesn't really take too many. You know, if you run through Damn. a song, believe it or not, if you run through a song 10 or 20 times, it's already taken shape. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we were watching the documentary on Leonard Skinner recently, and when they mm -hmm. wrote uh, Sweet Home Alabama, they ran through the song four, five, six times, you know, and it was awesome, and everybody liked it, and everybody felt that it had potential. Well, a couple of the guys said... I don't want to mess with it anymore. You know, if we keep working on this song, it's going to change and someone's up. going to put in a bridge and then there's going to be a breakdown and then there's going to be like this weird intro thing, you know? <laughs> so one of them called them their producer and said, so we just wrote this song and it's really cool and I don't want it to change, but I feel like if we keep working on it and we wait till the recording time comes, it's not going to be as cool as it is today. So the engineer said, well, then let's record it today. He came over there and they recorded it. And that's the version that's on the album. And that's kind of how we feel is if the more you work on it, the more you mess it up. Yeah. So we don't want to spend too much time on it. Once we think it's good, I think it should be recorded. I love it. So you're not going through, I want to change the tempo. I want to change the score. Mm -hmm. I want to move. Right. The that's right. Like... Have there well, any, any another... Go ahead. Another good example is um, there was a Led Zeppelin album. I think it might have been the third one that they recorded. Uh, they had nothing when they went into the studio because they'd been touring since the last mm -hmm. album came out. Mm -hmm. 
and Jimmy Page was like, I have like two riffs, you know, does anybody else have anything? And John Paul Jones is like, yeah, I, I got a riff. And nobody else had anything. Robert's like, I haven't written any lyrics. I've been on tour, you know. So, well, they had to go into the studio and they had two weeks to get the album done. So there you go. There's your two Pressure. weeks. Write the songs and record them, you know. And that's how most bands did it in the 70s. They didn't mess that's, with that's the songs like, until they're The Kiss destroyed. Method. The Kiss yeah. Method. Not Kiss isn't the band, but keep it simple, yeah. stupid. Just keep it simple. Yeah. I like it. That makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense to me. Have any of your songs ever like changed from what, like you say, you have a planned out on this kind of song. Have you ever had one come out different, but you kept it anyway because it surprised you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah. Um, awesome. We actually just recently, um, for one of the new songs that we are writing, um, we came up with like a bridge section for it. And we brought that to band practice. And as we were doing this bridge section, we were like, this is really cool and it should be its own song. So we're not putting that as the bridge anymore. And now that's going to be like, it's that's the main riff for um, another song. It ha I don't know, stuff like that happens constantly. Yeah. Um, the in 6,000 miles, um, the main riff in there, not the intro riff, but the, you know, the main riff of the, the verses was a completely different song before too, that we scrapped and just took the riff from it and put it there. Yeah, it happens all the time. Sometimes there's a section or a riff that, I, you know, we just decide it's not working. This is it's junk. It's not good enough. Kick it mm. out of the song. Or sometimes you have a riff that's almost too good and you think, well, let's get it out of the song and base a new song on it because yeah. I feel like this riff is strong enough to hold up the song, you know. Yeah. Um, it should be the central riff of a different song. Um, yeah, we've Yeah, we've kicked out a bridge recently from a new song that we're working on and we kicked out there was like this weird outro part where everything slows down it gets all spacey and it goes it like into kind of like lighting. classical classical music movements and everything and i just uh said that's stupid let's not do that <laughs> you know <laughs> it, yeah but that know, could be its own thing that's why you know? we that have, could be its own song that's the point of band practice and we you know yeah. in, with with these new songs that we're working on uh we're putting a lot more time into them before we go to the studio than with any of our previous albums. And that's only because we've been able to actually get together with our bandmates, um, you know, weekly. And that's not something we've previously been able to do because bandmates. Yeah. Well, <laughs> our new, our new drummer lives a mile away. Yeah. That's, so nice. oh, that's great. And our last drummer was a hundred and some miles away. So yeah. we could only practice about once a month. Now we practice once a week. Mm. And we can practice as much as we want. So um, mm -hmm. it's very helpful. Yeah. How do you know when a song is not working? You could tell. I don't know. You write songs too, don't you? <clears throat> I've been known to. Yeah, they're not as good as yours, but I can write songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got songs like the name of Hookers and Blow and You're Around and Townie Bar. I mean, it's the kind of crap I write. <laughs> well, one of the first songs that I wrote and recorded, we actually titled Not Working because I was jamming, <laughs> I was jamming it with my band and we were recording it, you know, in the music room in college. And at the end, you can hear me say, God damn it, this ain't working. <laughs> so that became the title. And then I don't think we even worked on it much more. Yeah. After that. But yeah, you know, I just feel like there's a feeling like you can just tell if I don't the riff know. sticks yeah. in my head and i'm still kind of thinking about it 
if I wake up the next morning and I still have parts of that song in my head, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I think we, I think we got something here. Yeah. Or if I go back and listen to the recording from practice and I'm like, this is stupid. Why did, why did we think this was good? Mm -hmm. This is not good. And mm -hmm. then I have to go tell the band. I'm like, that stuff we worked on. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you know, keep... everybody agrees. So, <laughs> well, I heard you guys said you'll keep a riff or pieces of a song, a bridge, yes. and you'll, you'll use it later on. Do you ever, I mean, have you guys ever recorded a song or started recording? So I was like, Nope, this isn't good. You mm -hmm. bank it, you come back later on and, and it, you know, come back to it and do something with it for another album. Yeah, that's um, really interesting that you brought that up because it kind of just happened um, on this this album that's going to be coming out with these five songs on here. Mm -hmm. um, we had one song and we recorded it and everything. Um, I don't know if we ever ended up getting it mastered, but anyway, um, the recording came back to us and we were like, we don't like this. We don't like the song. Um, so we just decided we, we were thinking about working on it. Um, we decided we didn't really have time. We didn't really know what to do with it. So we were just like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna shelve it and maybe come back to it for another album. Who knows? Um, so yeah, we threw it in the garbage, but with these new guys and for this next album, we did rework that song. So we have that one going and it's completely different actually. <laughs> That's why there's an open spot for this acoustic track on the next album yeah because then we, that one we kicked out that song is just not good enough it's they'll make know. the cut yeah does it help when you come back with new band members that bring a little bit something different to help finish a song off mm -hmm. yeah absolutely if they're you know good and if they fit um musically because that's been not a problem with us for recording. Everybody that we've recorded with has been um, great. And, you know, the style is good. But, like, people who have been in the band, you know, mm -hmm. when we started trying to write or were thinking about writing, there was definitely some that we were like, I don't know how I'm going to write with this person. How are they going to, they're going to bring something just not, not our vibe, you know. And you're okay if these new members coming in with ideas or, or immediately coming in and saying, you know, yeah. hey, maybe we should do something like this. You're not like, screw you guys. We've been here forever. We are Bourbon House. No, exactly. We're we're not like that. But we do have to kind of, you know, like, like it does have to be Bourbon House song. You can have your ideas um, and you can even write something. And if it's already sounds Bourbon Housey, then, you know, you're good. But if it doesn't like we'll just we'll work on it and we'll make it ours what makes something bourbon housey <laughs> i don't know well i mean my just voice, a feel if there's that your voice yeah <laughs> there's yeah, that on his riffs yeah i don't know if there's really any formula but um i i watched an interview with um with van halen recently it was uh david lee roth and um eddie and alex from a few years ago and they were talking about how in the early days they would try to write these songs that sounded totally different and off the wall and let's write a punk song let's write a metal song right and every time they re recorded something everybody would say yep sounds like van halen yep another van halen song nobody would get it yeah. nobody would be like oh they were trying to sound like the sex pistols here oh they're yeah. trying to sound like motorhead in this song but they were 
And yeah. David Lee Ross said he would even try to sing like other singers. And everybody was like, yep, he sings, sounds like he always does, you know. So because those three guys had a sound that is inescapable. Mm-hmm. And even when they're aiming at a totally different sound, they can't really get there. You know, they had such a distinct sound. I feel like most bands have that that quality. You know, I mean, if ACDC covered... Miley Cyrus, it's still going to sound like ACDC, yeah. right? So, yeah. Um, Unless so, you're being an authentic and changing. Yeah. Like, you know, trying to change the way you sound. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I, I asked that question. Oh, go ahead, Brian. Oh, go ahead. I'll go after you. <laughs> no, I asked that question too. One, because it was interesting. And that's really great that you, you know, new band members come in, you're definitely open to hear their ideas and stuff. But then, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to fit that bourbon house sound. So, these new singles, especially the last two, are so really a lot different thematically, songwriting, mm-hmm. musically than your a lot of your older stuff. But might be close to my two favorite songs. I think Blue Magic might actually be my favorite song. It's just so different. So when you sure. say, "Hey, it's got to sound like Bourbon House," those songs really don't necessarily sound like "quote unquote" Bourbon House. I mean, still sure. your vocals, you still hear Jason playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um... I think that you will hear more of that, though. You know, um, I think that this album is kind of showing all of of Bourbon House more than Into the Red and our previous albums did. I think that this is like kind of a um, a wide scope, and then you you know we'll come back we'll come back to these sounds. So from here on out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Urban Hills from oh, I, I've got a thought, but I'm gonna let Brian ask his question first before I get into mine. Mm-hmm. Well, my point is kind of similar to his, except like it's like what Jason is. Let's get confusing. Which Jason am I referring to? Jason <laughs> and the band. The one that's good <laughs> at music. Actually, Lacey mentioned how like not being it's important to not be on on unauthentic. And my compliment mm-hmm. to you guys is you can you got that diversity in your songwriting but to me it still does sound like bourbon house the theme or the the mood of it might be different from what we've heard previously but you can have these different songs but not stray from Mm -hmm. your sound yeah like i don't think you know like you're never gonna hear like (sighs) uh like a pop song from us um or like a like a rap you're not gonna hear um (laughs) I, I would love Rash to hear a bourbon house rap i swear to god yeah. <laughs> like rage against the machine style though for real come on uh, yeah the cool kind i think <laughs> um i think what gives us our sound is has a lot to do with how we manage things in the studio because we don't let mm. ourselves be pitch corrected we don't use auto-tune we don't quantize the drums and that's what 99% of the bands out there do right now. They make it sound like computer music. Mm-hmm. And it really takes away a lot of the authenticity of how they would sound if they just recorded themselves actually playing the song mm-hmm. the way it sounded when they were playing the song. But what most bands do is they put it into the computer and then the computer perfects it. Mm-hmm. And now they kind of sound soulless. Yep. <clears throat> we don't do that. And so we always kind of sound the way we sound yeah you know and i think other bands would too if they would not let technology ruin their music yeah 
Yeah, if you if you have to cancel a show because your laptops won't boot up, that's a real <laughs> there <we> problem. Go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of bands would God. have to cancel. Topical. Their- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, then you're not it, it is tough. And the, the point I was I was going to go back to I'm gonna make it. So it's it's really cool in two things. And Jason hit on one, you're wearing a Led Zeppelin two shirt and, and then you mentioned Led Zeppelin, you're wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt, you mentioned Led Zeppelin three. When I hear these four new tracks, I it feels like to me this new album is going to be your Led Zeppelin three because, mm-hmm. you know, you start out very heavy blues rock influence and now we're we're moving a little bit. We've got, you know, we've got the um, um, immigrant song with you know the resonate mm-hmm. or Alpha Blood and now we've got the acoustic, you know, um, the stuff that was on that like whether it's Tangerine, that's the way. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting a very much Led Zeppelin three. Um, Cool. For you guys that's awesome well when i was talking about storyboarding an album that's kind of what we use as our templates you know how led zeppelin's got you know a couple of acoustic songs on every album and then they got like yeah the hard songs on every album mm-hmm. and then they got like a couple of bluesy songs since i've been loving you and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and every album kind of has its highs and lows and its peaks and valleys and light and dark and loud and quiet yep. acoustic mm-hmm. electric mm-hmm. every album is a very great mix of all mm-hmm. of that. So we try to put together the same kind of mix yeah. when we storyboard an album. That's why we plan it ahead of time so that all the songs don't sound the same. Yeah. Always might have nine blues rock songs in one kind of crappy ballad, you know what I right. mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but gotta- it, it's true. Like I could t- I can see this transition point for you guys and like your music's going to be whatever your music is. I don't think it's going to go back to falling back on like, this is just blues rock. It's like rock, but with all these different yeah influences and sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that that's part of our um, appeal. I don't know how smart marketing wise it is or not. Who knows? But <laughs> Some, Yeah. Sometimes we're told that you need, you need to figure out what your sound stick, is yeah. and stick to it, you know, and we just Why, say, who told you that? Oh, you know, well, you some know, industry folk, industry people. Some of them are <laughs> bloggers and journalists and DJs. So, what is the industry doing with rock music now? Nothing. It is very underground and it's 100%. very self-produced and it's very independent, which makes it easy for you guys to go and do what you're doing and write the way you're writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how it should be. Rock should be underground. It should be whatever nonconformist. You know, forget yeah. the people that tell you, you need to sound like. No, you're, listen. This is not offense to you guys. Your talent. You're never going to be on top forty radio. You're never going to be on terrestrial radio across the country. It's just because they don't play rock music, or if they mm-hmm. do, they play the same twenty songs over a twenty-four hour period. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah I agree. That's you know, crazy. Do, does local radio? ever give you guys a plug or play anything well um we actually don't have a rock station okay Uh, hence my rant i just had exactly (laughs) like well this is funny um but when we did we did have a good local dj uh who supported us for sure um put us on there and there's, you know, a few like local stations and there's always the internet stations, um, you know, like the specialty ones, satellite ones and stuff. But, uh, but you guys are smart. So like you guys are doing it really well because you're extremely 
social media savvy from mm. one, you create all this visual content for your stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause people go to YouTube, they go to Instagram, they go, whatever. It's not like you're sitting in and tracking through radios anymore. So do the great visuals. You're really good on social media from posting stuff on Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, using all that stuff. Well, and I think that's what you have to do to be successful because there, there's just not rock radio. There's not MTV. There's not anything you got to mm-hmm. do it yourself. I think you guys are doing what you really need to do to get yourself known to the masses. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's other than coming to our podcast. That's the only other thing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like making friends. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That's uh, the most important. Those are the most important things, you know, creating, the actual music is the most important. Um, but then putting it out there and having people hear it. And the visuals make people listen as well, you uh-huh. know? So. Exactly right. I mean, that's why you guys are doing it the right way. You, you create these really cool cinem- cinematic videos, mm-hmm. right? They are stories within themselves. We go back to your writing. You know how to use all all the social media things that catch people's attention and do all that. I mean, you guys do a really really good job. I don't know if anybody does it much better or any better than you guys. I mean, you're again, there's always something out there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Thanks. Really working on it. So yeah, yeah well, doing a good job. In the '80s, bands had MTV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Had other things. And well, that's YouTube now is essentially your MTV. Although you pick what you want to watch, it doesn't. Come yeah. to you. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know if there's a question or an observation yet. I'm wondering if this is accurate. I would think with with your the diversity of your songs and still having your your sound, will that or has it been favorable favorable to you that it's going to get you on more broader shows or festivals or tour, um, mm-hmm. whether that's opening or, or or headlining? You know, do you think that'll you know it'll reach a, you know more audience of you know, getting on with different acts that aren't mm-hmm. in the same genre. I think so. I yeah. think it definitely broadens us because we can, um, we can choose the songs of ours to do. You know, if like we went out with a like a heavier band, like I don't, I don't know, Hailstorm or something, um, we just pick our heavier songs and do our heavier mm-hmm. songs. You know, so yeah. that we're. Um, but then we could also go out with like, I don't know, Whiskey Myers. Mm-hmm. or something yeah. and do like yeah. the bluesier kind of thing so i think so i think it broadens think broadens it does, us yeah, for sure yeah. and then it there's other bands too that do like a you know like the black crows or whatever that obviously do kind of what we're doing they're kind of all over the place mm-hmm. so yeah so where do you guys what do you what do you guys want to do with your music like what's your end goal what's our end goal yeah. I mean, do you want to tour globally? Do you just want to be happy doing what you're doing now? I mean, what, what do you, I mean, where do you guys want to end up? I right now am, I'm happy with what we're doing now, but obviously I want uh, more and I want to do more and I want to tour definitely far and wide, but I want to play for people. Like I want, it's the indie scene around here is not good um Mm -hmm. and you know covid definitely killed it as well um but it it was it was declining um even then so um i don't know i want uh audiences to to come back (laughs) 
for live music. Jason? Um, I just want to see how far we can make it go, I guess. And I mean, we're having fun. So mm -hmm. I guess on one hand. But touring is on something you want to do. You want to do a more widespread. I know you've done some regional touring Midwest, mm -hmm. but that's something that, hey, we want to get enough of a following or whatever to be able to go out and tour. Yes. In yes. The United States. yes. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. We, yeah, I, I don't see why we shouldn't be able to have a large enough fan base to justify a tour from coast to coast and at least play mm -hmm. small clubs or mm -hmm. theaters of a few hundred people per mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. Um, but these yeah, next days, time you guys get a show in Ohio, let me know and I will promote it for you. <laughs> these yeah, days I, will, you guys really I will handle it. Missed the draw of a couple hundred people. Yeah, there's just less people who who go out. I mean, we see people that we see people coming through this area touring and playing at a casino or a theater or at a tourist hotspot like Wisconsin Dells and. The, I'm talking bands that have been around for 30 to 40 mm -hmm. years and they yeah. draw maybe 200 people mm -hmm. and it's yep. not sold out or something. How in the hell are they not selling out? It's just um, even like bars here that don't have live music, you know, just bars um, where people go and hang and have a drink and maybe play pool or something. They're dead too. It's just mm -hmm. like, it's a matter of people not leaving their houses. Yeah, it's Netflix and it's video games and it's mm -hmm. Packers, you know. The people <laughs> yeah, what, the, the poor Packers. I saw the end of that game yesterday, man. <laughs> I mean, they got beat up. They got beat up by the Lions. So I know. I'm a Bengals fan. I'm a it's Bengals fan. Football. I can't throw shade at anybody for football, but you know, I just <laughs> it's the Lions. The Lions. Yeah, I know the worst team in the league. But if the worst team in the league beats you, what does that say about you? <laughs> so Nothing speaking good. of how, you know, the, the indie scene is just really not anything there. And earlier talking about, you know, wanting to move south, like, is even like <laughs> Madison and Milwaukee, like, just skip over that? Like, is, is, does that do anything for anybody? Or is it got to be, you got to go to Minneapolis or Chicago or? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, um, you need to go farther than that. You, yeah, you might have to go to um, Rio de Janeiro or something <laughs> to find uh, large crowds of people going to see a rock yeah. band. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're like super, you know, super famous or at least yeah. pretty famous. <laughs> I was just well, curious about the specific area there. Is that something where it's like, well? People might think you should go to Madison or Milwaukee before you go yeah. somewhere else, but if it's if that just kind of just like a skip over, like yeah, I don't think so. I don't. Bigger cities don't necessarily bring more people to the indie venue either, right? So yeah. I mean, when we first started playing shows, we were playing smaller venues and you know dive bars and things like that, and people mm -hmm. were saying, "You guys need to get into Chicago and Milwaukee and Twin Cities. That's where you belong." Well, we've played all those places. And not bigger crowds. Guess what? There's still no. only going to be 12 people there. Yeah. A lot more competition because you have those those very few acts that come through that actually sell out an arena coliseum, a 5,000 yeah. seat mm -hmm. If you're a rock band these days and you can fill 1,500 or 2,000 foot, 2,000 foot, 2,000 seat theater or amphitheater, small amphitheater, you're doing great. You're doing better yeah. than 90% of the other bands out there. 
Mm-hmm. Also, these larger cities have residencies. A lot of them have residencies. So you're not getting in there either. You know, mm-hmm. the, the clubs where the people are that go to see live music, they're going to see these three bands that continue to play there every time. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, or right outside Columbus. It is not a great city for indie rock. It's good mm-hmm. national acts coming through and all that. But you go somewhere like Dayton. Dayton is great. They love indie music. Mm-hmm. They put promote indie music. You know, there's other places that are smaller cities, but like yeah. Columbus, not a great indie rock scene. I don't think Cleveland has one. Cincinnati's okay, but it's I'm with you guys. Like you play the smaller or, you know, the, the outer expert, you're going to do better off and have a better chance of of connecting with your people coming in and and drawing more than a big city. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird because when we were in Florida, people were saying the same thing that you just said. They're like, Oh, here in Tampa, it's not great, but you know, it's not good up in Jacksonville or Gainesville either, but you know, it's like listing off the top 10 biggest cities in the state saying, Oh, it's not very good there. It's not very good there. And then, of course, it's not good in the little dive bars in the middle of nowhere either. So where is it good in this state? Yeah. I don't know. Apparently, it's really good in between. Apparently, Europe. Europe. Yeah. Europe would. I mean, Europe loves these American rock Mm -hmm. bands. You guys would kill it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any temptation to go slug it out in Nashville? We've played there a couple of times. I would like to play it. I don't like to actually like move there. It's warmer know. than where you are now. Yeah. It's a little bit warmer. It's, 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 I'm, not, I'm not saying that's what you should do. I'm just wondering if it's ever crossed your mind because that's what so many people do. Or do you think, mm-hmm. and we've heard so much how it's just so, it's just so overflowing and it's. Well, yeah. that's the thing. It's, it's, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I don't know if it would make much of a difference, right. you know. Um, I guess maybe we would get some better local shows. Um, if we, if we went down there, there'd, there'd be that, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, oversaturated live market, um, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, we're oversaturated on where we are right now, mm-hmm. just online. So it's uh, there's a lot of music coming out. So much music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more and I more. I mean, right now there's like twenty thousand rock bands in America, and uh, so many to listen to. There are, there are. You know, you know but that's. Out. That's better than it was 20 years ago. Turn of the century, man. Rock music wasn't in a great spot at mm-hmm. all. And now we've got bands like you and all these other bands we talked on the podcast that are authentic. They actually play instruments. That's like this mm-hmm. rock. And there's a lot coming out. All we're waiting for is it to become, we don't want it mainstream, mainstream, but like midstream, mainstream, where yeah. <laughs> you go out, play to, to 1,500, 2,000 people a night. There's some play. You can make a living yep. tour in the country. And like, because there's a market for rock music. It's just the right promoter, the right whatever. We have not found that out yet to get get those crowds mm-hmm. consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree that it's getting better for sure um, with the amount of bands that I'm discovering. And a lot of them I discover from you guys for sure. Oh, uh, thank so, you. And like the Hook Rocks, you know, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, J. Yep. Yeah. Good dude. Definitely. And, and I yeah i think that they're all doing good and they're doing better and everybody's kind of bringing each other up um which is great and then you have like greta van fleet and dirty honey who are like doing great Mm -hmm. you know it helps having 
having that stuff going on while we're writing music too. <laughs> so we had Jay on the podcast about a month or so ago, Brian. Mm-hmm. We listened his... to that. Okay, good. Yeah, he's he's yeah. great. He he's a good dude. I know you guys have been on with him a couple yeah. times as well. He's mm-hmm. he he loves promoting new bands and new music too. Mm-hmm. God love him. His theory was to help springboard rock music. You know, and again, he talked about the dirty. You need a guy like Mark from Dirty Honey or one of the Greta, somebody to date like a supermodel or a, or an act like to really bring that like sure. you know like all of a sudden rock is super cool because we've got you know this person's dating. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna date myself a Hilton like I I don't know like whatever my daughter yeah wants now like the Harry Styles whoever the the female Harry Styles equivalent it's all yes. about Harry Styles right now yeah <laughs> oh my god oh that my would god. be no because I'm too old I guess. I don't know who like the hot, the hot chick is right now. Well, okay. then um, the girl who was just in the Harry Styles movie, the um, good something darling. My my wife and daughter and my daughter's friend and her friends all love. go to the shows and see all the movie. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, Flor- yeah, Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh, like her. Okay. I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe you're right though. Maybe that would help. I mean, it can't hurt because again, people. well, yeah. All of a sudden, hey, these guys are cool. Look who look who they're dating, right? Because everybody's dating an R and B raps. Like that's kind of still the the thing. But that didn't have to happen for Greta Van Fleet though. So yeah, because they have a young audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a young and old audience, but. But they're super young too, and these like little elfish yeah, looking dudes. <laughs> yeah, they are not. They are not <laughs> scary for teenage girls to watch, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're not super rock and roll either. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> everybody just stopped. <laughs> there's, there's only two groups of people that you're either on team a or team b when it comes it's, to it's that movie yeah. scene where somebody bumps the record player and their arm goes and it just stops yeah. i don't know i think i'm in between i i think i am i do like some of their stuff and i do appreciate they're playing rock music and, and yes. playing classic rock riffs yeah and if that brings more people into this underground you know outlaw rock and roll then great see 100% you guys yeah. are in the middle too yeah yeah when I first heard him I was like whoa you know I couldn't hear it very well and I thought is this like some old Zeppelin thing that That's I haven't I heard, heard yet you know well so, that first song was great so I moved closer to the stereo and I put my head to the speaker and I thought no this is a new band mm-hmm. trying to sound like Zeppelin yeah so I looked up who they were and I found them on Facebook. They had like 6,000 likes or something. And because uh, they were getting airplay around here before they were really famous, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then next thing you know, they were like very famous. It happened very fast, yeah. And, and, stuff and, yeah, and then all, all of the comparisons to Zeppelin and they pretended they'd they, never heard of Zeppelin and all, yeah. you know, and it's like, okay, you guys. The just, controversy Just say you've heard sure. of Zeppelin. Just say you heard it and you're inspired by them. We took yes. our first set of songs and record and like then, you know, and but we're going to create our own, like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with saying you were inspired by these guys and yeah. you're starting uh, a musical journey and exactly. I would respect that. I respect Zeppelin. that. Yep. Robert, who? Probably also, who's me. not inspired by Les Eblen? Like, I just want to know. Yeah. What band is You better not? be. Right. Yeah. Right. And 
you guys certainly are because you have your Led Zeppelin three record coming right yeah. now. <laughs> I just need the Since I've Been Loving You track. Is there a Since I've Been Loving You track, Jason? Uh, you got a sweet, like, it was supposed to be a Yeah, but it didn't work out. But people didn't get We're it. We're still working on our Since I've Been Loving You. We're still, that's, it's coming. I got that trouble my had a nice keyboard in it or it's Mellotron so that would have fixed things. Yes. Well, so so you have um, some organ on these last couple tracks. So who's, mm -hmm. who does that for you guys? Who's playing your keys and organ? Uh, well, I play the keys and organ on High Road Gypsy. And Steve plays them on Steve played our bassist. It, plays it on, yeah, our bass player played it on Resonate. And Blue Magic. And on Blue Magic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, yeah, the both of us can play keyboards. And then I play a little bit of keyboard on... Um, Slow Burn, you can hear the piano at the end if you listen closely. Yeah, that's him. And then 6,000 Miles has like a B3 Hammond you can hear a little yeah. bit. Of yep. Um, yeah, that was me. Yeah, he's a, so, he's he's really good. It's He's totally self-taught. And actually, he's like, blah, 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 blah. I don't next, know why you can do that, but. <laughs> the next um, single that we put out is going to have an instrument you've never heard on a Bourbon House song before. But it's kazoo. It's a guest musician, so it's not me playing it. <laughs> Didgeridoo! No, we brought in oh. the best guy. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. I don't know why I was. But you'll so be you'll be surprised second. to hear it. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I've never heard that. Yeah, it's cool. In All right, Brian, song. what are you guessing? What are you guessing? What instrument? Hurdy gurdy. Hurdy gurdy. What is the um? What is the thing that Paige played that was all the electro? Like he'd wave his hands. Theremin. Theremin. Yeah, we have theremin. That. theremin. Oh. We have a theremin at the end of Six Thousand miles, miles as well. Our our engineer played it. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I need I to re-listen to that theremin. song. At so the end, it just theremin. goes kind of crazy. It's just a bunch of noises at the end. Yeah, it's it's in there. I'm gonna have to re-listen to that one. Okay, well, we'll say. <laughs> We'll stay tuned to that song. So you got you brought up some band members. You've had some band member changes a little bit. You want to tell us who's actually ran, rounding out the band now? Uh, Steve Letharius is on bass and Alec Martin is on drums. Steve Letharius sounds like he should be playing in the Slayer cover band. Letharius. He sounds like a golden god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we understand Steve is coming up on an anniversary with you guys. Yeah, one year. Yeah, Thursday. It'll be a year since I begged him to join the band. Yeah. <laughs> is the, are the bass players like your version of Spinal Tap's drummer, or they just like yeah. <laughs> just blow up and like you just gotta keep <laughs> <the bass> going? <laughs> they Pretty were much. up until Steve. Yeah. 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 I mean, Steve's the longest lasting one by far, and. uh I don't, I don't think he's going to leave us anytime so. soon. But yeah, he's I also, mean, he can also play guitar and he's also a classically trained pianist. So I don't like saying that word. It's obviously sounds way too much. But PMS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how you pronounce, you, you're, you're getting your uh, Canadian accent on mm -hmm. that. You got to you got to say it Americanized. Yeah. Pianist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say he plays the organ. No, that's not much better, is it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, make sure Mr. Lothario Lotharius, 
you make a big deal out of his anniversary cards, flowers, take him out to yeah. dinner, and that way he sticks yeah. around yeah. for two years. <laughs> <laughs> you guys show up with the bouquet of flowers and a card for him, take him out to dinner. You yes, him, we sure. should. Yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Oh, Brian, you better answer a question. I'm, now I'm getting immature. <laughs> so do we have a lightning round, Jason? We can always do a lightning round if you guys want to do some more stupid God, questions. Suck at these. Right. Okay. You suck at these. <laughs> I'm not very good on my toes. Okay. That's what makes it fun. Okay, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do some completely random questions. Um, uh, if you listen to the J podcast, you're gonna hear a couple similar ones because we have a couple really good questions from our friend Leilani Kilgore. And actually, we'll start out with those. So, <laughs> when making a bowl of cereal, do you first put the cereal in the bowl and then the milk, or do you put the milk in and then the cereal on top of it? Cereal then milk. Yeah, there's. What no are you a psycho? Yeah, don't be a monster. <laughs> Correct. What is, okay, this question goes to both of you. You need to figure it out. Separate answers. What is the greatest cereal of all time? Well, I just heard. <laughs> what are the favorite cereals state by state? So I know what the most popular cinnamon toast crunch. cereal is in Wisconsin. Yes. It is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. One so, state says a Raisin Bran is their favorite. It's what's the most wrong with popular. <laughs> well, it's, it's a bunch Missouri. of old people. It's yes, Missouri. exactly. It's well, Missouri. I like raisins. Grape nuts. Maine's favorite cereal is grape yes. nuts. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Grape nuts. Uh, grape nuts made you go wild and shake, shake you the want to eat gravel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Break your teeth. Um, <laughs> we were my wife and I were at the store last night. There is a, since you said cinnamon toast crunch, you guys like that. There is two holiday versions of that. There's apple pie oh. toast crunch and sugar cookie toast crunch sugar cookie crunch oh. we bought the apple pie have not tried it yet but it's it's sitting in the pantry nice cookie crunch is not good no it doesn't sound good that's why we went the apple pie route i figure it's maybe like apple cinnamon cheerios it's gotta be it's good yeah it's gonna taste good i think it'll be good probably not I mean, better there, there's apples in it so it's healthy yeah, yeah. It's good for you <laughs> Jason, did you pick one or were you going with Lacey's Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Um, man, that one's tough. That's hard to beat. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. If you hate the roof of your mouth. Captain Crunch. Go with Captain Peanut Crunch. Crunch. Ooh. 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 Captain Crunch. Yeah. 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 I like peanut butter. Peanut butter, Captain Crunch is my go-to. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Brian, what was yours? I know we've we've talked about this before. I forget. You got a favorite cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. All right. All right. Nice. Look at that. I guess the fruity pebbles with the marshmallows, but that's only a limited run. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All these are special Those occasions. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Lucky our, charms. Our, lucky hey, charms. just like Ace Von Johnson, except for he just wants yeah. just the marshmallows. It's the yeah. Marshmallows. You definitely eat all of the actual cereal and leave only marshmallows floating in your bowl for the end. Ooh, that's really? Be, that's a talent. How do that's you hard to do. Yeah. You got to be talented with a spoon to do that, to be able to work around it, like all oh, that stuff. All right. Yeah. Or you're taking chopsticks and just picking out the non-marshmallow <laughs> pieces. And... <laughs> chopsticks. Oh, boy. Go. Uh, all right, moving on. Our other 
psychopath question is when putting on shoes and socks, mm-hmm. do you first put the socks on your feet and then the shoe, or do you do one sock and one shoe per foot first? I was thinking that you were going to do something stupid, <laughs> like put the sock over the shoe. Um, so, okay, no. Do you, you put, put the put socks both... on first and then the shoes or one sock, one shoe, and then go the other Both foot? socks on first. Both socks on first. What? You're going to leave one bare for <laughs> while you put a whole shoe on? Only That's... if you're a psycho. Nobody does that. <laughs> Only if you're a psycho. And that was that was Leilani's whole gag. This is the two questions to determine if you're a psychopath or not. Yeah. I think they work. I think they work. <laughs> so it's funny that you said, hey, "What are you a psycho?" Yep, because I'm like, "Well, that's what we're trying to figure out." Charlie, Charlie Manson. <laughs> There's a a girl in college I was talking to, and eventually dated for a little bit. Her name was Carrie Manson. So all I did was make fun of her for being like crazy, because like Carrie from like Stephen yes. King and yeah. Manson. And yeah. I think that's why we only went out a couple times because I kept going to. <laughs> and you annoyed the hell out of her. Carrie Manson. It <laughs> is a also true. Uh, yeah, she sounds she sounds evil. It was even the C A R R I E spelling. Wow. That's what I mean. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> <Her parents laughs> probably dodged a bullet. I'm just saying. My parents must have done that on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. Like, she was like, okay, so we've been blessed with this fucking awesome <laughs> last name. What do we do with the first name? Hmm. <laughs> Another psycho name. We're not gonna you know, give her name something like nice like Susan or uh, I don't know. What's a nice non-psychotic name we could use? Susan? Susan's good. <laughs> Did they name her brother Adolf? <laughs> or Freddie, that would be so cool. That would be. We could be Jason Manson, and there you you got, you know. Oh, there you go. Right? Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Jason, for the question for you, two part, two questions in one. What is your favorite cover guitar solo to play, and then what is your favorite original guitar solo to play? Hmm. I don't. Uh, let's see, favorite cover guitar solo to play? Yeah, like, you know, you played in cover bands where you guys cover songs yourself. Is there oh, a solo that, like, that. Just love? Uh, Let's up on Heartbreaker. Oh. Ooh, a little, little behind the nut. Do you do the little behind the nut bending? Or what are, what are we doing? Are we doing all the trickery on that one? <laughs> it's just that acapella solo, you know. Yeah. You can go nuts on <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yep. And then... <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like that. I don't... <laughs> I've never been one to learn solos note for note. I just can't do it. So yeah, I'm with I'm you, a, brother. Eddie Van Halen was always like, I can't, I can't play someone else's solo because I always have this urge to play it the way I want to play it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've always been the same way. And even if you show me the notes, if you give me the music to it, and I look at it, and I'm like, I still don't want to play it that way. Mm-hmm. And I, so- I have a really hard time even learning to play it that way. So very few solos have I ever really learn note for note um and my own souls are kind of the same way i don't really play them the same way every time um but favorite one to play uh huh would it be the money uh, it might be the money which is one that we don't really too high to care is a pretty fun one to play <laughs> yep does that <laughs> Next time, next time you guys are playing, Jason, just stop and we'll at least sing the solo. 
<laughs> I love it. All right, Lacey, two-parter for you. It's, it's similar vein, but it's with singing. What is your favorite cover song to sing, and what is your favorite original song? Oh, damn. Hang on one second. Sorry. Where'd you go? Okay. Um, <laughs> I anticipated this a little bit. So um, for cover song to sing, I really like doing... Um, I kind of have two. I'm going to go with Oh Darlin, though from by the Beatles. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. And I, I've always wanted to actually record a record one of that. Um, of our songs to sing. It might actually be resonate. Um, that one's fun. Cause it's just, I just feel cause it's just fun. That's why. A lot of energy. <laughs> a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy. Um, you know, it's like up there. Um, I like singing the the lower songs, I guess, when it's like mm -hmm. more of a like an acoustic show or or if I'm recording or something. But uh, live, you know, actually like in front of an audience, that one's really fun. Dig it! I can't wait to see it live. Mm. All right. Guys, a question for both of you here to answer. If you could resurrect one TV show from the past, what would it be? TV show. Yeah. Hmm. So that they would keep making more? Yeah, we'll bring it back <laughs> okay. from the dead. Zomb zombie, whatever you want it to be. There have been a lot that have been like canceled too, too early. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say my name is Earl. That one was canceled. Nice. Canceled for no good reason, just for being too fucking funny, I guess. <laughs> On a cliffhanger or something, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Unresolved. Yeah. Um, Raising hope is the same same creators and the same thing happened to them <laughs> that's a good one too yeah yeah don't watch shows from those creators they always yeah. early. <laughs> yeah. well they haven't they're doing a new show called sprung yeah wrong what is that oh, about sprung yeah it's, it's okay. about people who got out of jail because of covid for no, non for their nonviolent crimes and yeah. uh what uh what happens to them? Where yeah, it's like it's set in 2020. Some of these people have been in jail for 20 years, and it's like, okay, you're in jail for selling weed in the 90s. You know, you get <laughs> we have to release half of our prisoners because of COVID, right? right. You know, and so that's it, the concept of this of it. It's fictional, though. It's not like actually yeah. following yeah. people. Okay, okay, yeah, very good. You guys, remember the old TV show Herman's Head? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> i'm sorry that's, that's it that was my only question i'm moving on from that. <laughs> jason one piece of gear that you want to have that you would get if money was no object oh uh 59 less paul i'm gonna say, I'm uh, gonna say what the guys yeah. from Gary Honey said yeah 59 less paul oh. Probably some that would be hard to pass up that's for sure Mm -hmm. I mean, you yeah. only need a couple hundred thousand dollars. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no. mm -hmm. Lacey, if you could, 
see any concert at any time, mm -hmm. money's no object. What is it? Where is it? Hmm. You can go back in time. You can go back and see the Beatles. You can go back and see the Beatles in Germany. You can go back and whatever you want. No, it would be Led Zeppelin for sure. Is there a particular I show like a Madison Square Garden show or? No, something earlier, you know, something like more intimate. If there's anything more intimate. <laughs> Do they just go out and they were like famous right away? <laughs> there was like a bunch of people. Well, because of Jimmy, a lot because of Jimmy Page, right? The new Yardbirds and they were fulfilling. Yeah, the he Yardbirds. was already famous. Yeah. And then it sort of just, they, they went pretty quick. I, mm. But you could take some of those early runs, like the first time they came to the U.S. when people really, really didn't know them there. You know, they were blowing like the movie yeah. grapes and stuff off the stage that they were open for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Led Zeppelin. Who's a bigger Led Zeppelin fan out of the two of you? Well, probably him. I would say him. Yeah, yeah. You guys would absolutely crush a Led Zeppelin song. We, I mean, we have done a We've lot. We've done of like them. fifteen uh, or twenty of them. Really? Yeah. Like We've what? Like, like what are some of your top hitters? Oh God, we've done "Heartbreaker," "Live and Love and Made," um, "Immigrant Song." Um, We've done since I've been loving you. Um, Baby, I'm gonna leave you. Baby, I'm gonna leave you. Yeah. Um, when lovey breaks, yeah. Um, oh, over the hills and far away. Like the we've ocean. done. Oh god, like the people ocean. used nice. to like. We used to have to like try to break them up between shows because people were like, "What are you guys loves up when cover band?" Yeah, we've done rock and roll like a thousand yeah. times. Yeah, that's a pretty common one though. But like the since I've been loving you, the ocean. Those are. I, I would love to hear you guys do that. That'd be amazing. Any like the acoustic stuff, like a, that's the way tangerine. Um, any like no, the lighter no. stuff. Uh, well, you said, um, um, babe, I'm going to leave you, but you know, that's got the yeah. acoustic stuff, but it, it kicks it up though. Later on. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. I've done a whole lot of love. I think we even did, um, the first half of Sarah to heaven one time. Um, <laughs> Wow, yeah, we've done a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, we used to do um, Black Country Woman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Deep cut. Damn, that's a deep that's cut. A, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's off of, is that off of three or off of? Um, the physical graffiti. But graffiti, there we go. Thank you. Wow, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, last question, lightning round question for you guys, because we kept you a long time. Um, if you guys had to, record note for note and somebody's album like any like album what would you choose to do hey you have to cover this complete album doesn't have to be your favorite album but you're like that would be damn cool that we're just gonna do the whole thing do the whole thing do the whole thing well there's only like a few albums that are great from top to bottom <laughs> um I mean, you could choose like a weird al album <laughs> that's there are like no rules weird Al and other people at the same yeah. time see that's like like super meta yeah <laughs> a weird Al cover band <laughs> it has to be one that we can do though as well um so you know if we were doing one that has like a male vocal it almost has to be a Led Zeppelin song or like you know not not has to be but like right has to be a male vocal that is singable for me um you know in a good you range to imitate them i mean you could 
you know, you can yeah. sing it, sing it well, but you don't have to like right emulate. but we might have to like change keys like if i if we chose like say like a sound garden album or something sure. we'd probably well, have to change well, keys because he goes to extreme and that's extreme fine high. but you would record every song on that album you could you could change keys or do whatever you needed it didn't have to be note for note the same but it, you could do i'm gonna say you choose. i was going <laughs> to say um the second black crows album Oh, Southern Harmony. Ooh. But then I started thinking about all the layers and the keyboards and all the <laughs> fucking like awesome stuff. Work. And I'm like, son of a bitch, that's a lot of work. And then I thought, okay, let's <laughs> go with DCR Green River. Ooh. Wow. I every, would, every song is great. I would not have expected that. And that's why that was a good question to ask because I would have never guessed. Ever. Me neither. Ever. But uh, Ever. good choice. Yeah, yeah, good choice. See, and you guys say you suck River, at this. Man. Listen to that album. It's freaking <laughs> insane. Oh, the, now oh, it's the first, the first, like everything except the last album <laughs> by CCR is just awesome from top to bottom. So okay, yeah, and, very much so. That would be good. You guys could nail it. Have you guys actually, ever covered Black Rose? Actually, the first. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've done yeah, a bunch both. of CCR songs. And Black Rose, yeah. And Black Rose, yeah. Another good one would be. Uh, the first Bad Company album would be fun as hell. Ooh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We've never that? actually covered any Bad Company, um, but I love his voice so much. One of the Paul Rogers, one of the best. Oh my God. Yeah. So good. When you mentioned Soundgarden, have you heard Johnny Cash version of Rusty Cage? Yeah. I did. Yeah. 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 Recorded oh. with Tom and the Heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. Freaking great version. All right, we will stop you guys there because you've given us so much of your time. Where do we send people? <laughs> Why am I laughing? I don't know. You start laughing. Know. No, I'm laughing. Is my face? You're like, oh. <laughs> yes, we've given you so much time. All right, where do we send people who are listeners to go to listen to one to these four new tracks? I swear, I think Blue Magic might be my favorite. It's just that extra dimension. I love your voice on that. So good. You could do, you guys could do like a jazz blues, like standard yeah. track. Anyway, where do we send people to listen to your stuff, to watch all your cinematic videos and follow you guys for the latest Bourbon House news? We are on everything. Um, so <laughs> oh, <laughs> YouTube channel, Bourbon House, YouTube channel. That's where all of our music videos are, all of and- our movies. For streaming, um, we're—I mean, we prefer Spotify, I guess. But you can stream us wherever you feel comfortable streaming music. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're on all of the streaming sites as well, and then uh, we cover like every social media platform that you can think of as well. So Instagram, we're Bourbon House Official. Facebook, we're Bourbon House Official. On TikTok, we're Bourbon House Band. Twitter, we are Bourbon House underscore. And I actually think that that you guys follow us everywhere. I don't know if you have TikTok, though. Uh, Yeah, but it's not used much. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not used for music. You could post some of this stuff, you know, you could record it. Yeah, I guess we could. I don't know. Brian and I (laughs) like like our faces on podcasts. We could do like outtakes from interviews. Well, exactly. we're just, just like laughing for no stuff. reason. Yeah. Uh, tour? Are we doing a tour? T- planning any tours or any live shows? 
We have nothing going on for that. Uh, we do have some exciting shows, uh, exciting announcements for 2023. Um, but yeah, we don't have any like specific dates or tours coming up. Okay, right on. I We are looking forward to the new record. The new tracks are great. The four new ones. We got five more coming. Is that what you said? So we have one more. We're releasing it in December. Another okay. single. And then... Um, the whole album. And then the whole album in January, February. So five tracks off the new record. And then January, you get the other four in the new record. Yes. Five. Right on. Five. Yeah. Five. 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 So there's ten. Five and five. Yeah. Five for five. Mm -hmm. Like like Arby's beef and cheddar. Five for five. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian, please take it away from me. Well, <laughs> Jason mentioned Blue Magic. Mine so far of the four is resonate because if I was ever bummed out, it would be impossible to still be bummed out after watching that because it's just exciting and upbeat and they get fired up and it's like awesome. And so yeah. before we before we close out, like do we have you have a social media specifically for the Bourbonites. Um, I think that we're mostly um, Instagram is like our favorite platform. Okay. Okay. For cool. sure. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lacey and Jason, for being on. Uh, if I can get sappy you're for welcome. a second. Oh, you're welcome. You know, we have, we talked to so <laughs> many great people. And some of them kind of become uh quickly into our family so we just say that about mm. you guys we love the band the diversity the growth and just a great great rock band and uh we love everything you guys do and we're behind it 100 with all support so thank you so much for coming on please come back again anytime thank you thank we you. will we really appreciate the support that you guys have given us as well and uh love listening to your show too thank you Lacey and jason from bourbon house we're in a home stretch. We're going to make it. We're going to make this outro. We're going to get through it. Not that we would have any problems getting through it, but we're <laughs> delusional tonight. We are delusional tonight. And thanks, Jason and Lacey, for sticking in with us there. Um, man, like those two are super cool. I, I chat with Jason all the time about books and other things. Not all the time, just semi-regularly. He's always really cool to talk to. It was good to have him back on the show. Um, I I what I really like talking to them about on, on this this time was their songwriting process, because it really is it, it takes back from their days of being authors where they come up with a concept, an idea, a framework, and then they write the music or the lyrics to it, where really a lot of majority of time you're writing songs, you've got a riff, you've got a melody, uh, you've got a a snippet of a song, you know, of a lyric, and then you go from there. So I thought that was really cool. But makes a ton of sense from their background as writers and also a, from their very cinematic, like everything's very visual. All There's always a song in the music video. And I thought that was super cool. Yeah, it was cool when they pull back the curtain like that and uh, get to uh, kind of get a peek in on the songwriting process and, and how that happens. Yeah, definitely, definitely interesting there. And, and like you said, I'm just looking forward to this record, man. I can't, can't wait for this thing to come out. It's just, you know, ready, chomping at the bit. Yeah, and they're a super talented band, too, and definitely looking forward to the chance for them to showcase live next year when this new record comes out. Maybe catch on with the tour or come to some more towns because they are super talented. And every time I see a live video clip of those guys, I'm always amazed. It's always a really, really good performance, man, and I'd, I'd love to see them live. Yeah, and, you know, I got to, you know, I really appreciated, you know, this conversation because we're all just laughing our ass off, and it's just 
you know, this, you know, we should be tooting our own horn, but our, I think our, our craft is really kind of peaking, you know, with this and, you know, and they're just so helpful in that. It was just like, you know, probably our most, you know, sitting in a coffee shop or bar conversation that we've had. Definitely for sure. And it helps when you've had um, guests on before and you've already established a good, um, or your rapport with them, for, you know, and it just helps. And you, it is, it's you're already sitting and chatting and having a good conversation. So it was a lot of fun, man. I just, yeah. I'm looking forward to more tunes from them. I'm just already digging what I've heard and great people, great band and everybody who's listening, go out and support them, follow them. They're on all the social medias, YouTube. Again, they're very, very visual. So it's just a cool, unique thing to be able to do that and do that is extremely well as they do, like they're very talented and it looks like they've got a lot of talented friends that help them out. It's just super cool. And thank you to the audience too, for, you know, when I get to check our numbers and I'll have to share the last one with you. I think there was like four people from Croatia. <laughs> I don't know how. We're, we are big in Croatia. I have heard yeah. that. Oh, wow. Cool. Oh, <laughs> hey, we're cool. No, really. Um, Thank you everybody for listening. It means a lot to us. You're getting our numbers up there. So Always remember. We got some great guests. Wait a minute. Hold on. Don't sign off yet. We have some really, really impressive guests coming up. Oh, Keep yeah. Keep listening. Right. Yeah, yeah. Keep listening. Sure. All right. Always remember, Southern Rockers loses blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 